everyone. This is Christine Wonderlich, your Membership Engagement Manager, here to share some helpful tips about your membership. As you might be aware, the Census collects your household data to be used in aggregate for statistical purposes. What you may not know is that as your chamber, we use your membership data in public policy efforts in a way to keep Plano a strong and prosperous economy. We ask simple questions like, is your business woman or minority owned? Are you MWBE certified? Are you a nonprofit? Do you have initiatives to employ veterans? And then very simply, how many full-time and part-time employees does your company have? Each of these questions can be answered by calling me anytime or logging into your membership portal and updating your company information. They do play a crucial part in what we can do for you. With this data, we can represent our membership to its fullest potential here in Collin County when we are down in Austin or even up in DC. So log on or call me to update today. You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Lisa Smith, 2020 Chair of the Board for the Plano Chamber. This podcast is brought to you by WorkSuites. Every 10 years, the United States conducts a census, which counts every person across the country and provides critical information to lawmakers, business owners, teachers, and others about who lives in our communities. Joining us today to give us more information on the 2020 census is Steve Sims, a lead planner with the City of Plano. Steve supervises demographic and geographic information, distribution, and research, along with the City's Heritage Preservation Program. He did his undergraduate at University of Texas at Arlington and got his master's in urban planning from Texas A&M University, which I visited for the first time a few weeks ago and learned all about the whoop, right? right. Did I do it right? Okay. That's right. He has worked with the city of Plano for 20 years and assisted with the creation of the award-winning 2015 Comprehensive Plan Update. Steve, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Let's start with the basics. For our listeners who may not be aware, can you share a little bit of history about the census and what exactly it is? I feel like it's a term we've heard a lot lately, but just kind of give us a baseline education here. Yes. Yes. The the census dates back to 1790, and wow. it's a mandate uh, from the article of our one of our constitution. And this is going to be our 23rd census. Mm-hmm. 2020 will be our 23rd census. And the purpose of the census is to take into account every person who lives in the country and to make sure that we have fair representation, uh, that everyone has access to a a representative in the House of Congress, equal representation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the whole purpose of it is. They take the the numbers and they divide it by 439, the number of of congressmen that we have. And this year, it's going to be very interesting for the state of Texas, we could possibly get three new congressmen from this. Ooh, that's good. Well, great. So the census is conducted every 10 years. Yes. Is that right? So we, a lot of us may not remember what type of questions are on that census. So so what type of questions can we anticipate and how long will it take to, to fill it out? Uh, it should probably take no more than about 10 or 15 minutes at the most. 
This is a short form questionnaire census. This is the second one like this since the 2010 census. The long form disappeared after the 2000 census. So basically what they're going to ask you is what is your name, the name of everybody who lives in your home. They're going to ask you about the number of people who live in your home. How are they related to you as head of householder, their age, race, gender, ethnicity, and do you own or rent your home? And then they're going to ask you about your phone number. And the reason for that is that they're going, they might need to follow up with you. They may need to say, well, we don't quite understand the response to this question, or maybe they did not complete it the way that we would desire. So that's, that's what they're asking. So the census form is sent to your, to your residence, is that correct? Well, what's going to happen is going to be very different this year. Uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth region has been designated as one that will receive a letter in the mail. And in this letter, it's going to give you a unique identifier, and it's going to give you a URL for you to go online and fill out your form online. This will be the very first time it's ever been done. Okay, so what happens if you don't receive the letter or if you've moved? How, how, does, how do you participate? Well, if you do not receive a letter or have moved, one of the things that you can do is to inquire with your local community that you now live in. I know with the city of Plano that one of the things that we're going to do is that we're going to have computers at our library, where all of our libraries, where people can take and they can go and fill out their census online there. Another thing you can do is, is contact the U.S. Census Bureau and say, hey, I've moved. I didn't receive a form. I want to be counted. How do I go about doing this? And they can assist you with that. But what it's going to do, it's not so much the fact of of your name. They're not going to follow you with your name. They're going to follow you with as a resident. You are the resident of 101 Main Street. Now you live at 1003 Spring Street, and it's just going to be a form that will come to that particular residence. So sharing personal information can feel a little intimidating, especially if you get to the point where an in-person census taker comes to your home. So can you talk a little bit about the confidentiality of the information that is collected and how it's used? Yes, yes. Uh, there's a people who work with the Census Bureau are taken an oath, they have to take an oath that swear to secrecy about this information. And if they violate that oath uh, of confidentiality, it could be a $250,000 fine and or prison time. It's very severe. Wow. And the reason that's so severe is because they take this confidentiality and protecting this information extremely seriously. Because if it's ever compromised, then the census program is over. Yeah. And so it's very, very important that people keep it confidential. Now, one of the ways to help ensure that you don't get a census taker to your door, the best thing you can do is to take and fill out your form. It's going to be coming out sometime between Thursday, March 12th through Friday, March 20th. It's going to be coming out during that time. As soon as it comes, take, read the letter, go online, complete your form, and you're done. And that'll help keep a a census taker from coming to your door. Uh, but the people cannot share this information. It will be kept confidential for 72 years. So the only people who are going to be able to see this will be your descendants in 2092 who want to do genealogy. They keep it that long because they figure that, that most people who fill it out will be, will be uh, have passed away yeah. by that time. And what's really interesting is in the year 2022, they're going to release information from the 1950 census. So those of you who are genealogists and you want to know about your family and your ancestors in 1950, you'll get to find that out. They do not share it with any federal 
state or local programs, it's sealed away for 72 years. That's so interesting. What's the average percentage for completion rates for the census? Well, in 2010, the average completion rate was around 76%. And that's what we had here in the city of Plano. And we have a complete count committee that's working with us. It was appointed by the city council. And they began their work in the February of 2019. And their whole objective is to go out and encourage people to participate in the census. And if we can get that amount again, I think that we'll have done very well. Because the larger the city, the more diverse, uh, the lower the, the response, the first-time response rate. Right. So can you help our listeners understand why it is so important and how yes. the impact it has on long-term planning, on schools? Yes. On... Yes, we have a flyer that we send out. It's called the Five Reasons Why flyer. And one of the very most important things are schools and children, uh, especially children who are in elementary or under five. Uh, they are one of the hardest-to-count populations and one of the groups who are uh, most underreported. And it's just critical to know who they are because we need to plan for education and educational services. Uh, we also need to know about uh, this for businesses. It's very important for businesses. Should we come to Plano? Is Plano a good place for our business to locate? Mm-hmm. It's also very important for our residents because if the business does come here, it could be an employment opportunity or help improve the quality of life. It's very important for municipal services. We need to know how many people live here. Are we having an aging population? Or do we have more younger people coming? If so, what does that mean for library, for parks? What does that mean in terms for police protection and also for fire protection? Where are the people in Plano live? Do we have fire facilities, police facilities, library facilities in the correct place? Can we get to them in a timely manner to respond uh, to an emergency? And also it's important for the legislative districts as well. And it's important for health care, for planning. Do we need to have long-term care facilities? Do we need to have hospitals, more clinics? Uh, those are some very important reasons. And about funding, right? Cool. Yes. Funding from the federal Yes, federal it is. Right? Uh, $675 billion a year of funding are given to local governments throughout the United States. And for every person in Plano who does not fill out a census form, that's a loss of $15,000 in a 10-year period. And it may not sound like much, but when you start to think and multiply that number by 1,000, 10,000, it could go up into the billions of dollars, particularly for the state of Texas. And, and we have a lot of people here who really do need to have uh, uh, social services. And so it's really critical that people fill this out. That's quite a number, 15,000 per person. Yes. Over yes. a ten-year period. Over a ten-year period, yes. So a fam, so you take a family of four that may 60, not fill, may not fill out that census. That's it's right. Quite an impact. It is. We have more questions for Steve, including how census data is used by our elected officials. But first, let's take a quick break for a message from the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse Work Suites. Are you looking for a place to get your work done? Work Suites is not only impressive looking, they also offer affordable, full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces that are designed for privacy, productivity, and professionality. Available furnished or unfurnished, these turnkey offices are move-in ready today with no long-term lease commitment and minimal upfront capital. Contact WorkSuites.com or call 888-312-WORK to check out any of their three Plano locations or 15 DFW area locations. That's 888-312-WORK or worksuites.com. 
Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're joined today by Steve Sims, lead planner with City of Plano. Thanks for being here today, Steve. You're welcome. As we mentioned, census data is used in so many important ways, including in legislation. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this important information will be used by the government and lawmakers? We touched on it a little bit. Yes. But redistricting is a, is a perfect example of how important it is. It those is. numbers are. Not only are we talking about federal legislative districts, but we also have the state legislative and Senate districts that will be redrawn with the 2020 census data. And with the state of Texas growing the way it is, I'm I'm pretty sure that with our census that we're going to have probably over 30 million people in our state. And in Collin County, uh, we are probably are going to be beyond the 1 million population threshold. So uh, it's very, very important. And it's also important locally for city council districts. We have in a mandate in the city charter that states that the, we have our four districts and we have council members who are elected from these four districts geographically. And that the largest council district can be no more than 25% greater in population than the smallest council district. So we will be looking at council district boundaries uh, when we get the data from the 2020 census, and we'll have to think about how do we balance it out. So how long does it take to get that data, that well, data back, and how long does it take to implement those changes? Well, it is going to... The Census Bureau will be finishing up collecting everything by July 31st. That's your last drop-dead date for filling out your form. However, you really want to get it done before April 30th because if you haven't by then, the census takers will be at your door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they're going to be doing this summer. So help, let's help reduce some census takers yeah. and get it done. But anyway, uh, a report is due to President Trump by December 31st, 2020. And then beginning about a year from now, in the year 2021, basic information from the 2020 census will become will be released to the public. And they will be uh, doing different products, data products, from March of 2021 through about March of 2022. I know that the census data is also relied on for, like, free and reduced lunches. Yes. And, and you know, baccalaureate programs. So there are some of those programs that people don't realize that um, – that those numbers impact on a daily basis. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, uh, it's very glad that you asked about that. That the Texas Senate just did a huge refinancing, restructuring for the schools, and Texas House Bill Three is going to be dependent upon census data, social economic census data, to uh, determine about where districts stand or what they should receive as far as funding is concerned. And that information comes from another. Uh, survey that comes out with the Census Bureau called the American Community Survey, which is much different than the census. There's going to be no social economic data from the decennial census, so they won't get anything from that. But the American Community Survey comes out to three and a half million households every year. And you could receive that along with your letter to participate in the census form. And that one will take about 45 minutes to complete. It's a much larger form. It's going to ask you all kinds of questions about household relationships, what language you speak at home, what's your ancestry. It's going to ask you about your educational attainment, uh, household income, how you earn your money. And that is where they're going to derive that information from. So that that's really very important. That helps people to know about where households are in terms of uh, household income and where there may be more assistance needed for free and reduced lunch programs. So will everyone receive that? that no, that it only goes out to three and a half million households okay. every year. Uh, the census is called a 100% count. 
the American Community Survey is a sample. And this data will be taking a look at, uh, for instance, they just released it for 2018 uh, back in December. We have uh, five years, so it's 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18. And uh, they have to do that if you're going to get information with the block group and track level. Is that sampling, is it just at random? It is. at random? It is. So we talked a little bit ago about your privacy and information. Yes. And I know, you know, over even since the last the last time this was done 10 years ago, I think people are probably seeing fewer people come to their door. Yes. So if and, and one concern during census time is that scammers yes. might be coming and oh. asking for information yes. or trying to access that information. So what can our listeners do to keep their info safe to a potential scammer? Yes. Well, one of the number one things you can do whenever you receive that letter, fill out your form online completely. And don't leave any gaps or any questions. Just get it done. That is the best way to ensure that a census taker will not come to your door. However, if you don't do it, uh, the Census Bureau is going to give you several letters to remind you about. And then they'll finally give you a paper form. And your last letter is, sorry, we're coming to your door. <laughs> and in case they do come to your door... Uh, what what you can do it's to make sure that they are legitimate. Is it number one? They should not be coming to your door until after May first. Number two, if they should come, they're going to have a badge that's going to be an official census ID. Number three, they're going to have a bag with them that's going to have an official 2020 census insignia and census bureau logo on it because they're going to take and enter your information on the computer. So that's how you'll know. And they are not going to ask you any information about income. They're not going to ask you any information about bank account numbers or social security numbers or credit card numbers. If anyone is coming to your door right now and asking you questions about that right now, call the Plano Police Department because this is a scam. And it's very unfortunate that people could take advantage of a program like this to try to seek personal information particularly for people who might not be familiar with the census and how it works, what they're going to ask. So number one, familiarize yourselves with what they're going to ask. It's just going to be how many people live in your home, race, ethnicity, age, whether you own or rent your house, how they're related to you. Number two, fill out your form as soon as you receive it so a census taker will not come. Good ones still come to your door even after you've filled it out. Yes, there is that possibility because what if your neighbor doesn't fill it out? They might come and ask you, well, can you tell me about the people who live next door? So that's a possibility. Oh, so what about renters? Do they, so, yeah, it so does what, not matter. It doesn't matter. It okay. doesn't matter because it doesn't go to an individual person. The letter goes to that household. It'll say resident, 101 Main Street, Plano, Texas, 75074. And so are they sent out to apartments as well? Yes, they okay. are. Okay. Yes. In fact, we participated in a program before this, back when we got started back in 2017, it was called the Local Update of City Addresses, LUCA, where we had to review 115,000 residential addresses in Plano with what they had with the Census Bureau to make sure that we were all on the same page. And then any time that we get brand new housing, we have to take and send that off to them so that they had the latest and greatest information to mail out for them. So much more goes into this than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's quite involved. 
So I wanted to also ask you about a couple of curveballs. So yes. I've, I've heard through some other um, people that one of the most common groups to not be counted are newborns. Yes. And it, it's so funny to me because it's not that people forget they have a child, but they maybe don't think that they're of the right age or something like that. So can you talk a little bit about newborns? Yes. Yes, please count them. <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> very about the important to count. Yes, that's right. They're very important to count them. Uh, I would count any child that is going, that is here or should be born up through May first of twenty twenty. Please count them. Uh, oh. We we need to know they're again children under five are the are one of the groups that is the least counted or most mm-hmm. undercounted group in the country. So it's very, very important. And it's so important because they're school they're gonna yes. be school age yeah, before the know. next sentence. Yes. <laughs> and because in about five years they're gonna be going to school. Well another thing and and I have some experience with this. So in one of the previous census, I lived in a community that was really a college town. Yes. And we had, um, working for the chamber there, I had a lot of, there was a lot of concern from the business community because the college students were living in the community for nine, 10 months, sometimes year round, but they weren't being counted. And so we weren't getting things that the community really was the right size for. Uh So can you talk a little bit about what college age kids should do? Yes. If they're living at your house, you count them. If they're not living in your home, you don't count them. They need to fill out the form wherever they are. If they are in College Station, Austin's, Lubbock, Waco, uh, in Lufkin, wherever they might be across the state of Texas or in the United States, they need to fill out that form because they will be counted there in their community. Uh, college towns are very interesting. When you look at their demographics, you'll see just the normal progression of the ages. All of a sudden, you'll get to, to 15 and 19. It gets a little bulge, 20 to 24, huge bulge, mm. 25 to 29, another big, huge bulge. Looks like a like an anaconda just swallowed something. It's <laughs> down the middle of their body. Then it goes back down to normal size again. But it's very important that they are counted in the community that they're living in because uh, they, here's, they're, they're using the city services. They're driving on the streets. Mm-hmm. They need to have, they might need to have medical assistance and such. So it's very important for them to be counted in those communities. And are those forms sent to the dorms? Uh, it'll be a letter that'll be sent okay. to them saying, yeah. you need right. to take and, and right. fill this out. So they're yes. sent to each individual each individual. They should be, yes. At the dorms. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. So Steve, is there anything that we haven't asked you that, that, that our listeners need to know about the census? Uh, I think the big thing that they need to know is that, like I say, between the 12th of March and the 20th of March, they will be receiving a letter. The Census Bureau went through the United States to determine which, which ones will receive a letter for an invitation to, for online response or which ones will get a paper. We were chosen in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to receive a letter and to fill it out online. Then you're going to have a follow-up letter of a two, uh, another letter, number three, that'll say, but we hadn't heard from you, please respond. And then uh, you'll receive a fourth letter saying, you know, we haven't heard back from you. You know, we've got only a a couple more weeks before you will have a census taker come to your door. A fifth letter is going to say, here's a paper form. If you don't have a computer, please fill this out. Your sixth letter is going to be, we're coming to your door. (laughs) And so uh, just be on the lookout if you haven't filled it out. It's very important to talk to people about the census, to encourage them to fill this out. Like I said, we have a complete count committee. They have 
they have worked so very hard. Uh, they have been working so very hard since 2019. Uh, Alan Johnson's just been an outstanding leader for our committee. We have some wonderful people that are on the community. They're made up of Plano residents, and they've worked very hard. And we really would like to see a good response rate. And another thing, too, uh, we have a big activity happening on April 1st at the Collin County Courthouse. We're going to have a Collin County Census Day for 2020. And so uh, people want to come out and say, hey, hooray, let's go. Let's support the census. That would be great. Uh, if you are at a grocery store uh, and you haven't filled it out yet, we're going to have some people there at grocery stores from our committee. Might have some uh, census employees there. If they're there and you haven't filled it out, go ahead, talk to them. Get it done. Get your groceries and you've done with your census. Take so care so that would be good for someone who may not be computer savvy and That's who needs correct. some assistance. Yes. You'll have those opportunities for them to, yes. to complete the census. Another very important thing I would really like to emphasize to people, there is no citizenship question on the census. And, and again, uh, this is kept confidential with the Census Bureau. It does not share with any other agency. So it's, it's what we have are three important st statements. It's safe. It's secure. Uh, it's easy. It's important. Fantastic. So these letters, they, they should be in their mailboxes right now. When it this we're recording a few days early, of course, yes, yes, but they should be. should be in the mailboxes yes, right now. If right. you're one of those people that throws away everything that says resident, <laughs> have no fear. You're going to get another one. That's so, right. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming and joining and sharing this important information. It's all the time we have today, but it was very good information. Thanks so much. You're welcome. We also want to give a special thanks to WorkSuites for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. Want to join WorkSuites as a Plano Pulse sponsor and get your business in front of our listeners? Contact the Plano Chamber to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think. Subscribe to the podcast for easy listening. Share with your friends and colleagues and be sure to tune in for our next episode.